Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Movies with G Rose. Um, how are you? How are you doing? Good. Doing good. We're both kind of sleepy today, but we're gonna. Those are the best episodes, power right? Power through. Yes. Um, real quick, uh, before we jump into all of our films, um, I hope everyone in the chat is doing all right. We have a couple people here today. Thank you for joining us. Today is episode three of four. So next week will be our grand finale. Um, again, I appreciate you tuning in live. If uh, you don't have time to tune in live, this will be available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. Um, and I will do my best to put the chapters in the description. So if you come back later, you can just skip to whatever movie you want to hear about. Um, feel free to like and subscribe. Um, before we start, I would like to, I would like to recap how we rate our movies um, because this is a horror bracket and we want to give every movie a chance to succeed. Um, we have three different criteria. We have entertainment value, which is out of four. We have scares and kills, which is out of four. We have writing and acting, which is out of two. So that's the least important category, but it's worth something um, that adds up to ten. Um, <clears throat> And then, like I said, next week will be our finale. We'll talk about uh, five more movies, and then we'll close out the bracket, determine a winner. Um, yeah, this last week was pretty good. Uh, I'm com- going to cut in first, though. Yeah, go ahead. I can't believe that next week's already the finale, because I feel like last October, this was such a chore, because <laughs> we did 31, and this one, we have, like, what, 20-something? Yeah, so last, last year, we did 31 movies in 31 days, and <laughs> there were only, like, two or three movies that we skipped. Yeah, we did really good. We actually ended up watching probably 29 movies yeah, in, sure. in October, whereas this year it's kind of a combination of new films and films that we've seen in the past like month or two yeah. that we want to talk about because they're newer films, but we might not have seen them in October. Um, so a little bit more tolerable yeah, definitely. this year. Um, it's still fun right now. You know, before it was like, oh, my God. Okay. And just scheduling wise, <laughs> it's a lot easier. It is. So, definitely. um Without further ado, we're going to jump into um, our first film of the evening, which is um, a newer movie. It's probably still in theaters. It's called Halloween Ends. Oh, it's definitely still in theaters. Um, Like I said, this just came out. We saw it on opening night on that Thursday that it came out. And um, we were both pretty excited for it. I I liked Halloween 2018. Um, For those that don't know. Excited is a heavy word. Sure. We were both interested yes interested yeah because let me rephrase because so this movie is the finale to the new trilogy and in 2018 the 2018 one was pretty good actually i would like to rewatch yeah, it actually i think I, it was um especially in hindsight it's pretty good um then they made a sequel called halloween kills which most people didn't like we talked about it in last year's horror bracket and we didn't enjoy it very much no. so this is the finale to that trilogy um again we won't spoil anything no but it's very new. we will talk about the film um i guess i'll dive right into my score uh for entertainment okay. and um this you know this kind of ties into the writing and i guess we'll dive into it more when we get to that section but um i thought this movie was overall pretty boring and i think that's i would agree i think that's really what holds it back the most is the entertainment and the scares because i think from a writing perspective this movie is actually kind of interesting if they try to do something new with it but it's boring as hell like it's it's but a the one thing out of four they tried to do new i don't think was done well so even right. the right that means the writing was bad right no yeah I, I agree i would give this a one out of four for entertainment that's what i also gave it the opening sequence is interesting and it really does set the tone for the movie because it's it, you know someone dies but it's not traditionally what you would expect from a Halloween film. Right. It's a really good opening sequence and yeah. it's kind of spooky and they're trying to do something different with the themes that you can tell. Yeah, right. Definitely. But, um, after that, uh, without spoiling too much, Michael Myers doesn't appear for at least 30 or 40 minutes and he doesn't kill anyone till probably an hour in. And, yeah. and we don't get another murder in the film for probably 30 or 40 but minutes. But I was thinking that's very reminiscent of like the old like Hellraisers, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, it, it kind of feels like an old school it do- Halloween film. It feels film. like the first because we had just also, we're also going to talk about it, but we had just watched the first Halloween movie and it, I mean, the pacing was kind of the same. 
spoiler alert, they're both fucking boring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no, not... yeah, for sure. I mean, here's the thing. It's like, I think if this movie did everything it was trying to do, but it's but it just injected more random slasher kills, I think it could have been a lot better. Yeah. Um, Jimmy said in the chat just now, was this a different director than the other two? So let's take a look. The director of this one was David Gordon Green. Um, he did, no, he did all three of them, it looks and like. Pineapple Express, um, how weird is that? And, you know, it's a shame because, and we'll talk about this when we get to the writing perspective a little bit, but, um, you know, you can really tell that the people making these films gave a crap about them. Yeah. I, I don't know if you knew this, but... Um, one of the main producers on this trilogy and one of the guys that kind of got it off the ground is Danny McBride. Um, he really loved oh, the Halloween films. Him. And so yeah. he funded this new trilogy pretty heavily and you can just tell that it's a labor of love and you can tell that they wanted to do something. I mean, different. I think that's it. I think you can tell that this was made by horror nerds and it was made by people who really love like what you just said, but it just wasn't, it didn't live up to it. Yeah. Even um, like, like normies, don't like this movie and like yeah. that's a problem i think yeah and so you know jumping over to so what did you say for entertainment value um i gave it a one out of four and i just thought it was sleepy and boring and like nothing super happened there's nothing entertaining about it right if we're no. talking about entertainment score keeping your attention the normie factor almost of it it's like bottom of the barrel i remember walking yeah. out of the theater and you know when we walked into the theater it was thursday night which means it's the first it night of the film night. opening night and you know tickets are sold out all night and they probably had seven different showings on a single day and i remember walking out of the theater saying and i turned to natalie and i said i feel so bad for all of the teenagers that are going to go out of their you way to see that. this movie on opening night and they're going to and they're going to be introduced to like a really boring movie like yeah. nothing really happens for it definitely most of the wasn't film. like a super fun like horror no. you know there were no like jump scares i feel like there were no like super jumping into scares and kills i guess it's a drama we'll just go there it was a drama it, this is a drama sucks. through and through um so jumping over to scares slash kills a one out of four that's what i said I, um, and i literally put nobody really died nobody <laughs> really dies so weird in, in the in the back half of the movie there's maybe two there's two sequences that i can remember in the back half uh well three technically but there are three sequences in the back half where people are getting murdered yeah um, so I literally put to cut you off again. I'm so sorry. I put the end was okay. And that's why it gets one point. I gave it a one out of four. There's yeah, there's, there's the final death at the end. There's right before that, there's a little montage. That's way too fast, way too fast where they kill a couple people. Yeah. Um, and then there's like one death before that. That's like really weird and awkward. There's like a sequence. Um, so, um, one out of four for scares and kills. Yeah. Was that? Did you give it a one out of yeah. four? Okay. Yeah. And then going Wait, over to writing and acting. Chat, yeah, let's let's read the chat real quick. Um, Sam said, "I'm all right with waiting a while for scares and kills as long as there's sufficient buildup and suspense. This movie's it not have it it's not suspenseful. No. It's not. Um, he also said, um, there's nothing special happening in between kills. It'll put me to sleep. Was it genuinely bad or just underwhelming? Um, that's a great question. I think it was underwhelming. Underwhelming is a good word. Because I think that it wasn't, it was like Tyler said, it was a drama. It wasn't bad. Like, but I remember sitting in the theater and like three fourths of the way through the movie being like, oh, this is a horror movie. Like, we're in a horror movie. It's not a horror movie. Because it's it's not. It is very drama. And so to talk about writing and writing and acting, um, one thing I want to say real quick is we've talked a lot of crap on Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. in this series because in the last two movies, Wait. she's been the weakest part of the film. <laughs> and after this movie, we realized – so in this movie, minor spoiler, Jamie Lee Curtis's character has overcome her – her crazy disease. Paranoid, yeah. Yeah, where she's like gone through a couple of years. This movie takes place like five years after the last four, one, four, four whatever. Literally, that's because so 2018 was the first two movies, and gotcha. this is 2020. So, um, and she plays a character in this movie that's like a normal person that has gotten over her grief, and and she's really, really good in it. She's, she's like a great. really good actor in this. Yeah. And it made us realize that oh, she's she hasn't given up on acting. It's that in the last two movies, the director told her act like a crazy person, right, and crazy. she's not good at being a crazy. No, person. not at all. I literally put for my production whatever i put i gave it a one out of two only for jamie lee because i love her and like yeah. that's so funny that you said and that, in like, this she's like actually good she's great it's very comparable to um everything everywhere like her acting style i keep messing with my yeah you gotta stop bugs tyler every time you move it it's gonna make a noise I'm sorry. so just I'm delete sorry. it's good okay um <laughs> 
but yeah, no. Um, but you know, you can see part of my review on the screen right now. But the the main issue with this movie is that they wanted to they wanted to demystify Michael Myers. They they wanted to stop, you know, in every other Michael Myers movie, in every Halloween movie, he is this symbol of evil, and, and he's, he's like this supernatural being. Yeah. And there are elements of that in this movie, yeah. but all in all, they tried to make him more of a regular human right, being. Right, I think they wrote themselves into a, like, oh, fuck, like, he's unstoppable, but you kind of have to be... But they didn't have to do that, because, yeah. at least in my opinion, because what this movie tried to do and what this movie is really about is this movie is mostly about a young man and a young woman having an angsty relationship mm-hmm. and they are afflicted by people in their community looking down on them because they are the focal points of traumatic events yes. and so this movie is trying to explore how evil events affect people traumatically and then how members of their community might look down on them for that trauma that's what this movie is 90 percent of this movie is just an angsty relationship and i really cannot stress enough how angsty it is it is very angsty and i feel like we've gotten a lot of angsty horror like we were talking about this with something else that's like the new genre you know it's angsty horror and i hate it but at least with like halloween um i'm sorry hellraiser 2022 which is has a lot of angsty elements and an angsty relationship yeah but they're constantly splicing in horror sequences to keep you interested and whereas this movie they make how they make michael myers boring there's no kills and and you're you're left with a movie that's like a political. It's not political, but it's, it's not political, but it, it's, it's it's a moral statement. It's not a it movie. Is. It's like a, the more you know. What is that? Like a PSA. Like, yeah. Trauma is not evil, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like treat people nicely. Like that's yes. the movie. And so, and then at the and then you, the whole movie, you feel like they're setting up for a new series, like a soft reboot, and then they squash that at the end, and they're like, nope, it actually is the ending. It's just it. It, cause it was it, a lot. The whole movie, I felt like they were like, oh, they're setting up a new... See, I never got set-up vibes. I was yeah. just kind of like, oh, like they were just trying something new. I feel like I knew the whole time that this was the end. The end. I thought I thought so too, but I just... I, I guess in the back of my mind, I kept thinking like, wow, if they're really going to sacrifice as much as they are, like maybe they are going to surprise us at the end. they didn't sacrifice as much as I thought they were going to sacrifice, and that makes me mad. Yeah. So again, we're trying to talk around spoilers here, but all in all, you're going to see a lot of people online, movie nerds that go, actually, this movie's really interesting because it does something different than all of the other Halloween movies did. And actually, I think it has a really interesting story and it's very, it, but it's just, it's boring. It is. Boring. It's a boring movie. That's really all. You go to these movies for slashers, at least Halloween kills sucked. I hated that movie. I know Jimmy really enjoyed it. I thought it was a tremendously boring and poorly written movie but at least it had murder all the time and scary spooky suspenseful sequences every time they weren't in the hospital it was kind of an interesting movie yes and it had payoff it had payoff and this one never has payoff i'm sorry i have to be read the check sam and jimmy are killing me with their little things like it started off with jimmy saying more like halloween doesn't kill then he went to more like halloween sucks they went to more like Halloween parks in a handicap spot. They're just really funny. Also, Jimmy, this is nothing to do with podcasts, but I have to send you a link of something malignant related, and it's hilarious. I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> um, so writing and acting, I'll give it a one out of two just because the reason I'm not giving it a zero is because, number one, I think that they wanted to do something interesting with this, and it could they have been interesting. If they, literally, if they just inserted more bullshit slasher spooky scenes just randomly inserted murder scenes this movie would have been completely fine but i don't think that's what they wanted i think they wanted to make a drama they wanted to make a serious horror yes they wanted to make a movie that's like a black swan-esque vibe yeah they wanted to they wanted to tell a story like a like a like a moral story but it's but you can't do that when your main characters are just walking cliches yeah it doesn't work um so my total score for halloween ends was a three out of ten my total i think that's mine too sorry i was looking for, that for a horror movie now you'll see right here on letterbox i gave it a four out of ten that's because i think it's like a real movie in some ways we won't get it. but th- for the bracket three out of ten my app crashed three out of ten we both gave it a three out of ten so um all in all uh a pretty 
pretty lackluster movie. They I was tried. pretty disappointed. They tried. I really want because here's again Halloween 2018, and I really would like to rewatch it soon, even though it's not in our bracket. But like, no, I'd be done. That movie nails Michael Myers. He is spooky it in is, it. It is the best reboot that we could have gotten, I think. It's my personal favorite of the entire series. There's a lot of Halloween movies. Halloween 2018 is my favorite. I really liked Halloween 3. Yeah, but that doesn't have Michael Myers, so but, it barely counts. But right? it's Halloween. We're talking about Halloween. Um, So, yeah, vibe check Um, on the chat. Uh, I don't – you know what? I know Jimmy will watch it. I know Sam won't, so – watch won't watch this this yeah this movie mm. um so uh next up we have a movie that we didn't rewatch this year only because we've seen it so many times i know but we should have because as i was writing my like reviews and stuff today i was like fuck i want to watch saw i love saw saw is the movie we're talking about <laughs> sorry um, spoilers saw is directed by james wan love james he, wan. um for those of you who don't know he did insidious he did the conjuring um malignant. he did malignant <laughs> um he's kind of like he's kind of the grandfather of modern horror um and the first saw movie broke the mainstream pretty heavily i remember being in elementary school on the bus and hearing about saw did you watch it no 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 i didn't but i just remember hearing about it it was such a cultural phenomenon everyone had seen Saw. when did you first watch saw um probably when i was like 14 so i didn't watch saw until i was probably like 19 or 20 isn't that crazy yeah um and I love these movies. We both love these movies. If you watched last year's horror bracket, you know that, um, you know, these movies are really cheesy. Oh, yeah. But um, well, they have a good. It's not super cheesy. It is. No, it is. is and it? here's why I wish we rewatched it, because I know that you're not going to remember certain elements of this. Uh, and we'll oh. talk about it um, because it takes me by surprise every time I watch it. But um, the story of these films is pretty good. And the mythos and the lore that they build, even in the first film, is very interesting. And you can tell that, you know, a lot of the sequels take place directly after the last one ended. Similar to Halloween 1 and 2. It's like the first one ends and then the second one picks up. A lot of them are chained together like that. And so you can tell that James Wan had a real vision for these films. Um, So with that being said, why don't you take us... With entertainment value. Okay, so I gave it a four out of four because I think it is a great movie from the beginning to end. I think that there are some lulls, of course. I mean, it's like a, what's it called? A bottle episode? It's like a bottle movie, right? But uh, no, it's not. I wish we rewatched this because I you is really don't remember Is this the one where the it. guy has to go through the barbed wire? That is, is that a, the first yes. one? Okay, and so where you meet that one cop that he ultimately gets, right? He's so, yeah, so the main story of the film is the two people stuck in the room. Yes. But the other story of the film is the two detectives that are trying to find Jigsaw, and they are also investigating all of Jigsaw's previous crimes. So there's the reverse bear yes. trap. There's the guy with yes. the candle in the room that has to read the safe combination on the walls. There's the barbed wire. Yeah, and so there are all these other little traps that you get to see. Right. Peppered in. Yeah. Um, now, the one thing that every single time I rewatch this movie, I, I, for, I re- remember is this movie takes if you've ever seen the movie Seven. Yeah. OK. And you know movie. how everything's green and blue yeah. and it's a really cheesy cop drama. Like it feels like like a awesome. law and order episode yeah. almost, but like gr- like more grungy. Yeah. That's what this movie is. It's yeah. so ch- the cop drama is so unbelievably cheesy i love cop drama though but i just eat it up yeah it's the freaking best i'm gonna give entertainment a three out of four i can't give it a perfect four to four because i do think at times it loses it me but but it's never when they're in the again, room man no the room is the best part when when it's just these two dudes in a room Fuck that figuring guy. out the mystery of it because there's a lot of mystery in this movie there's a lot more of yeah. like the who are you how are we connected how do we get out yeah like there's a lot more like questions and it's it's almost like no, an it's escape so good room. because i like went into saw i'm like i was very squeamish i didn't want to watch it. i used to get sick watching csi like i do not like gore right so i watched it with one of my friends when i was like again like 19 and i was like i don't want to watch it i don't want to watch it and it's so good it's a good movie. it's a whodunit it really kind of is a whodunit it is a whodunit and i think that i think a lot of people steer away from these films because they're they so think gross. that there's yeah because because they're they, they are, are gross. gross they yeah. are gross but they're not as gross as you probably remember no 
But they also suck. They're gross, though. Like, I get it. I get why people are turned off to them because they are yucky. But they balance it well. The story makes it worth it. Like, my mom doesn't like anything like this, and she likes the Saw movies. You know? Yeah, because, <laughs> like, again, you're right. They are it, – it's a whodunit. You're classically – you're constantly questioning who's good, who's bad. And – jigsaw you know in the story he doesn't do anything quite like this again in any of the films he doesn't just take two guys and shove them in no. a room for like 12 well, there's hours there's the house one though which is kind of but like it, that. that and that's the sequel that's it saw two but it's one. still different it is and 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 i think thematically they tie that in pretty well mm-hmm. um I love this movie. I, I give love this movie. Scares and kills. I'm going to give it three out of four That's simply because too. all of the traps are very fun and interesting and yeah. unique. And to have a brain like James Wan and to make something right. like this is so twisted and crazy. It is scary. Um, like James Wan actually could have been like the greatest serial killer known to man. I think it's he decided just, to make movies. The concept movie. of it in hindsight is so obvious. I did not know he did conjuring. Am I dumb? I just said that. Was I here? And um, Furious 7? Yeah, he did do Furious and 7. And Aquaman? He did do Aquaman, yeah. I love Dead Silence. He's a weird director. He I'm is a you. weird director. And then he was the producer on like a million, you know, of the se- all, all the sequels had him to some extent. Sure. Um, yeah, this, the kills are, are so unique. Uh, and, They're and so unique. The, again, the concept of it feels cliche now, um, but, you know, it was unique at the time. This, this guy who said, what are you willing to do to survive? And um, let's look at the chat real quick. Um, Yes, Steve, this is the same man that directed Aquaman. Um, Aquaman. Sam, you're right, probably. Um, Sorry, I'm just reading. Um, And Jimmy said, James Wan is my favorite modern horror director. Yeah, he's great. I think, yeah, I think. What else else isn't Megan? Megan's coming out next year. Is that James Wan? That is James Wan. So the next James Wan movie um, is going to be Megan, uh, which, which like looks really cheesy and stupid. For, yeah. um, I don't think it's. I think it's going to be more in line with like Malignant. Um, oh yeah, I don't think it's going to be. Good. But I think it's going to be fun. Um, Back to Saw. Sorry. Megan does look hilarious. It looks hilarious. Like, that's why. You but if you've see seen it. Malignant, you pretty much already know what you're in store for. So. Um, so then for writing production, yes, I gave it a two out of two because I think Whoa. the ending makes it so worth it. And to think it's like the final destinations. You have to think through so much to get to the end, you know, like yeah. they start setting up those kills so early. And that's what they do in Saw, like little things that you don't even think about, like a door closing. And at the end, they're like, oh, it was Jigsaw who closed that door, you know, it's and very well it's, written. I'll and give I think you that. Tobin is such a good actor. You will never convince me that Tobin actually isn't Jigsaw. Like he is so good that that's who he is. And I just love these movies. There's something so charming about these scary little movies. Oh, and spoiler alert if you haven't seen this movie, but when he gets up off the floor in the room, yeah, that is like the it's one of the best twists in like every whole, yeah. yeah great i love it in horror history i will agree i think the writing in this movie is absolutely spot on fantastic the Um, acting i guess is not great that's what i'll say is and you know what it's only the detectives i think the detectives are because the acting is so bad for them um especially like like danny glover and his partner in this are so like cheesy poorly written poorly acted truly 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 the cops were kind of like an afterthought thrown in to make a cool like just just move the yes, story. Yes. And you know, in all of the film in all of the Saw films, there's those two parallel stories, the cop story and the trap story. Yes. It's constantly. In all of them. Yeah. And you almost have to rate them separately and in Even some in, movies like, spiral they did that. Right. And in some movies one side is better than the other. I think the only reason I can't give this a perfect score for writing and acting is just because I think a lot I of those understand. like cheesy detective plot lines are like pretty badly acted i don't even know if it's the acting or the writing like what's the one where crazy what is that one that's the last saw like that movie sucks but that it's so good that's what i'm saying there's a certain cheesy element here that that definitely it fits the cheesy and like schlocky that like i think halloween kills kind of tried to do sometimes and it just wasn't good jimmy just said that malignant is his favorite james wan movie so jimmy come on man that really makes me sad for you, honestly. Total score for Saw, 7 out of 10. Oh my god, I gave it a 9 out of 10. <laughs> I love we Saw. Loved it. We love this movie. So, um, 
that's it for Saw. I highly recommend you all go rewatch Saw if you haven't seen it. The first one is really something special. And it's, you know, if you don't like the gross torture stuff, close your eyes. There's never like a jump. You always know when it's coming. You is do. My point. They so, set it up and it it's long, though. They don't hide away from it, which is gross and squeamy, but it's good. Going over to our bracket, we're going to be putting... Um, Oh, we're not ready we yet. Can't. Actually, we have we have, we have to more. talk about some more movies. So, no bracket just yet. Um, little vibe check. How everyone in the chat doing? Good. Pretty good. Okay. So next up, we will be talking about a movie that is again. He looks like Macaulay Culkin right there. He does kind of. Yeah. Next, we'll be talking about another movie that is new. Not sure if it's still in theaters, but it might be in some. I don't think it is, but I think it's streaming. It's a little movie called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Now, this movie is technically a horror, but it is more so a whodunit. It's a whodunit. It's a very, very good whodunit. (laughs) It's a very good whodunit. If you go into this movie expecting it to be really scary or spooky, you'll probably be disappointed. But if you go into this movie expecting it to be a really, really solid, well-written, well-acted, yes. whodunit mystery, you're going to be very, very satisfied. I think I was so – I went in expecting, like, a scary movie, and I still left, like, so happy. Like, yeah. I really loved this movie. I would rewatch it. I would, too. And I and, and we just saw it. We will – we'll get back to this later, but I want to just say real quick, get ahead of it, the acting is spectacular. So good. Everyone – and and I guess because we're talking about it right now, I'll just talk about writing and yeah, acting. That works. I just want to say, number one, what makes it such a good whodunit is great writing. Yes. But also number two, I think when I saw all of the marketing for this movie and they were really highlighting like this is a Gen Z, Gen yes. X, like they talk hip and they have cell phones and, and they know all, all the like slang. Rich, and they're all annoying influencer kids. And when you look at the marketing and you see that, you really expect it to be this like half written, full of cliche. I'm trying to think of a movie that we've seen that like does do that. Like, like a boardroom of like six year old dudes You're like wrote what they think teenagers would be. That's what you're right. scared of. That's what I was scared six of when I saw six. the marketing. And what the movie in reality is extremely well written. Yeah, it's so well written. And like you said, everyone is so good. Yeah. Like everybody is such a good actor in this. Every character is like different, but like the same, like annoying. It's like, I totally believe these are a group of friends. They're real people. And they're like, oh, it's and so And cliches good. are represented, but they all feel real. And yeah. that's a combination of the writing and the acting. And it's really it's really what holds this movie together. It's the fact that everyone in it is clearly very talented. And, and like, nev- not you're constantly of. guessing. I, the only recognizable name in this movie, at least to me, was Pete Davidson. Which, fuck Pete Davidson, but he was so good in He this. was awesome in it. He but really like, was. Nobody else I ever had heard of. And they were all so good. So writing and acting, I I'm going to go ahead and give it two out of that's two. That's what I did also. Because I couldn't think of anything wrong with it. It was so good. Um, Entertainment-wise, I would give it a three out of four. I also gave it a three out of four. The main reason I'm not going to give this a perfect score for entertainment is because the la- – and the really why I dislike the movie in general is the last 30 minutes is kind of just like people rolling on top it's of each other. It's the same thing. It is very just like cat fight for the ending. And that's exactly why I didn't give it a four because it does get a little fatiguing, but you're so invested in the story and you need to know how it ends that you like let it slide on the first watch, but on a second watch, like knowing how it ends, I don't know if I'd be so lenient on all of that. Exactly. And I think, you know, Typically in movies like this, I turn to Natalie, you know, in the first act and I go, I think it was this person. And, and in this movie, I really wasn't sure. And I kept second guessing myself and yeah. it wasn't really until like the beginning of the third act where I turned to Natalie and I, I guessed the ending. Yeah. But even, even after I guessed it, I was, I was, and, I kept going, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was this person. Right. Maybe it was... Cause I don't think you told me what you thought it was. You said, I know how it ends, uh-huh. which is how we always kind of talk to each other in yeah. movies. And I was also like on your same wavelength, but again, I like second guessed a hundred times before. Anything. They're really good at constantly making you second guess. They are. And 
and that's awesome and i think that's what makes it entertaining it's and like i said the just the setting of it is really fun it's really fun setting it's really fun characters like it's it's again angsty horror and i just i don't know i really vibe it was entertaining i i gotta like like the last 30 minutes is a lot of people like you know fighting for you know Oh, they're grabbing a gun. Grab the gun out of their hands. Yeah. Like it's like that sort of it like struggle with the same like four characters yeah. or something for like thirty minutes at the end. And if they were to somehow fix the pacing there, I think this would be like a perfect whodunit like type I movie. Know. But you know, but how long is this movie? It's ninety-four minutes, oh, so it's like, already short. But it, is short, feels but it felt longer, and it's because of that ending. Not, it is because of the ending. But even the ending ending is very good. It's just yeah, like no, the, no, it wraps up well. The, I don't know. But for Scary Slash Kills, I only gave it a two out of four because I don't think anything was too like scary or jumpy, you know, but I think just the mystery aspect of it was so good that I feel like that's included in the Scares Slash, scares slash Kills. I'm going to give Scares and Kills a one out of four. Sure. I think and that that's fair. There, none of the kills are particularly interesting. Nothing about it is particularly the scary. Main the main one is just fun. It's not like scary. Yeah, though. but you know, you keep expecting... Or maybe you don't, but, you know, no, I, I almost expected like a, you know, a, a, a slasher murderer to show up. So and I that would doesn't really happen. more paranormal, which is interesting. And it's not at all. It's not. Spoiler. Sorry. But yeah, again, I, we don't want to give away too much, but it's, very it's good. not a not scary, gory, killy movie. It really is a whodunit, like a clue. Yeah. It's like the modern day it clue. It is like a modern day clue. And everybody should see it if you have not, because it is absolutely worth the 94 minutes. I would say so. It is so fun. Um, reading the chat, uh, Jimmy Stroom said skeet Which with is a hilarious. disinterested emoji. Um, again, Pete Davidson is spectacular in he this is movie. a star he's he really good such a star in it and i hate i'm the number one skeet hater man i am not a fan at all they also cover all his tattoos in this and it is oh, very it, it's, weird to it's, see it's very interesting um be careful what you google yeah hold on i'm just gonna switch over to this real quick so i don't um but yeah for whatever reason they wanted to cover up a lot of well, his... because he plays a very pretentious trying to get a job white collar guy you know and so they they use that one's fine yeah, they use like this. Ta- I don't know what they used, but they they cover up all of his tattoos, all which of is his really tattoos, interesting. Which is so crazy with makeup because he was underwater like this for like thirty minutes, and so it's actually makeup, which is wild. Um. So my final score for the film is going to be six out of ten. Mine's seven out of ten. So slightly better than me. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyone in the chat think they might go see this movie? You should. I think it's great. I think it's a fun throw-on movie. Uh, Jimmy said it's a Halloween done it. It's funny. They're, I guess. No, he's going back to Halloween ends. How it's a callback. Sam said seems like a maybe. Jimmy said he's gonna go see. Jimmy, it. I think you would like it. I'd recommend it. Um, so let's go ahead and switch over bracket. to our bracket. So next up on the bracket, we're going to have Saw versus Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. So My winner's a Saw. It's minus two, which is sad because Bodies... Oh, am I fucking with Don't click that stuff. Sorry. Because I think Bodies is very, very good. I thought so too. But Saw is better. Saw Saw is better. So Saw takes this win. Um, Oh, easy. Saw also takes the next win. Bye. Now, do you want to just knock this out while we're here? Um, No. Well, sure, but then we have Barbarian and Saw after that. We could just knock out. So do you want to just keep... No, let's that's, that's keep talking. Let's so, keep talking. Um, Bodies, 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 pretty good. Now, just now we talked about a very contemporary, modern-day horror movie. Yeah. Next up, we're going to be talking about a vintage horror movie, a classic, some might say. This movie is from 1981. Yes, it I is. know there's at least one person in the chat that is very excited to hear about this film. <laughs> this was both of our first time seeing this film, despite the fact that in April we watched the remake. Which I have absolutely zero memory of, so it must not have been good. We are talking about The Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a movie that was directed by Sam Raimi. A Which I director. love Sam Raimi. I love yes. I Sam Raimi is awesome. He's so good. He's got a real uh gamer goop brain yeah he does which is what i use to describe click, someone click that just wants to name. see cool stuff click his name well in a moment oh sorry um this movie's <laughs> directed by sam raimi it was directed on a shoestring budget back in 1981 and you can tell and you got to remember back in 1981 they 
they didn't have nothing, man. They had nothing spooky. This is crazy in, in, for their time. Yeah. Right. And oh you got to keep that in mind when you're talking about this movie because the stuff in this movie, man. I literally made note of that. It's kind of like, um, what's what's Reagan? The Exorcist, like the shit that she would say, That's what I'm saying. was like mind blowing back. Then. It's mind blowing in 2022, right? So, um, people might know Sam Raimi for the Spider-Man trilogy that we all grew up on. Hell yeah. He did the new Doctor Strange. He made several sequels to this film. He did Drag Me to Hell, um, and that's mostly what people know him. My for. one complaint about this movie is there should be no sequels. I, and I can we spoil a movie from the 80s? I mean, you can. Is that allowed? I'm going to. Sorry, everyone. But everybody else in this movie, it gets, like, touched by, like, the possessed people. And they are instantly possessed and, like, die. But fucking Bruce Campbell gets bit and scratched and, like, blood in his mouth. And he, and at the end, actually possessed. And there's two more movies. That, like, makes no sense to me. And that makes me very upset. I think that they should have ended it. And to answer Jimmy's question, no, neither of us have seen any of the sequels. I have for not. These films. And you know what? I loved this movie. I thought this movie was very fun. So I'm sure I would like the sequels, but I cannot watch them because there should not be sequels. He should be dead. So entertainment wise, I'm going to give this movie a two out of four. I gave it a three out of four. Are you giving it a two? The reason I'm giving this movie a two out of four is because this movie does. This movie makes the same mistake as every horror film in the 80s makes which is it's kind of slow at the start, whatever. I can forgive that. Mm -hmm. The first round of spooky stuff happens and it's really, really solid. But then there's this big gap where kind of nothing happens for like 10 to 15 minutes. That is true. And it's a short movie. Where Bruce Campbell... In somewhere in the third act of this movie, all of his friends are dead, and he's kind of just paranoid running around the house for like 15 minutes. They're not dead. They're possessed. Whatever. Well, he's not just running around from nothing. There are still four people trying to kill him. I know, but my point is there's a big chunk of this movie where nothing can I hear you, and I agree. And I think in reading that this was only 85 minutes is shocking to me because this felt like a two-hour movie. I enjoyed it, but it felt way longer than it is. Um, Jimmy, so what Jimmy's alluding to in the chat regarding sequels for this film and what I know about this series is that after the first film, they pivot very much so into like a comedy series. And I think the sequel even retreads, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Evil Dead 2 actually redoes some of this movie like i think they changed the ending of the first one in they some literally ways have to because there would not be sequels and then they didn't. turn the series into something else um it's a, it's a requel yes so the, so, and that's what i was getting from the synopsis is that the sequel to this movie they kind of remake the so movie like into a sleep. comedy well no because they didn't they didn't remake dr sleep did they no that but was they have to sequel. move it up a little bit they have to change some things. Anywho, um, I gave it a three out of five because it was such a wild movie. An entire time, the entire time, it was like, I didn't know what was going to happen next. Because as you said, like this movie is from the 80s and the things that were happening to these people and the things that these people were saying, like in the 80s, I was like, oh my God. Well, like the tree rape, that is such a crazy scene. Yeah. And it makes me uncomfy and I've never seen anything like it. That's not true. I've seen the other Evil Dead. Well, I think that kind of takes us into the next category. Scares and kills. Which I would give a three out of four. I also gave it a three out of four. And I think where this movie really, really, really excels is all of the practical effects for the possessed people are like... They're very good. Bonkers good. Yeah. All the people just like festering and oozing and shaking. Bulging eyes and It's just disgusting it is gross. That's a good and it word. keeps escalating even when you think it's done escalating it's like really gross disgusting oozing crud continues to happen yeah and i think this movie really must have blown people's freaking mind because oh, of that. i'm sure because even sure. now it looks great so i can't imagine yeah. back then when like no one was doing this no there were multiple scenes like when she stabs her through the heel with that pencil yeah that is so yucky yeah that is so awesome if she can get stabbed by a pencil and get possessed and Bruce Campbell can get his entire calf ripped off and not get so possessed. So I'll just say the writing and acting for this film Definitely. is like, 
I don't even want to give it a one out of two. I gave it a one out of two just because I love Sam Raimi and I love Sam Raimi's shots. There were so many super fun shots in this movie. Oh, it's awesome. Like Demon Cam. Is There's so, so much cool. style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like like when you're in the demon's perspective, it's really interesting. So fun. And when they're stalking, when the demon's outside the house looking in the windows, it's really creepy. Mm-hmm. And all of the, you know, tilt shots. And there's just, there's, you can tell there's a lot of style here, despite yeah. that. And sound design is incredible. The sound okay. in this movie is like incredible the all the way The sounds through. of like the demons and stuff and like the grunts are fine. But the entire movie is like filmed and then voiced over Hmm. and it's so distracting that like it took me out multiple times like the entire time his girlfriend is like laughing it is so like voiced over it's not even matching up with her face and that stuff bugs me so much like you need to match and i understand it's from the 80s i understand it was low budget but like please you nope you nope 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 you got everything except the title (laughs) but if it wasn't voiced over I would like it more. So about three hundred. But what is that in today's money? Um, I would really like to watch the new one though, simply because I think the idea of it is really interesting to do to remake the movie entirely and turn it into a completely different thing. Uh, One million dollars. A lot of money though. I guess they were a lot of practical effects. It was made on three dollars. Three bucks is what Jimmy said. I'll take his. I believe word. it. I would believe it. Um, I give this a soft six out of ten. I gave it a. I gave it a seven out of ten. So not too bad. Not too bad. Um, again, I liked the movie. I would definitely recommend watching it. It's oh, fast yeah. enough. It's goofy. The acting is, is fun. The effects are really fun. Um, I don't regret watching it in any way. No, I don't it think just there's anything kind of... necessarily wrong with it, except for it's a little bit slow. Oh, sorry. Jimmy said it's a 10 out of 10. Oh, okay. Thanks, Jimmy. Okay. Uh, you can put that on your bracket. So it's Evil Dead. It was. It was Evil Dead. Next up. Oh, wait. We can finish a bracket. Nope. We can't. Yes, we can. Nope. We can't. <gasps> no, we can't. Next up, we're talking about a film. Oh, Steve said in the chat real quick, still haven't seen it, but I need to. They added the main dude to Fort. I was just telling Jimmy. Oh, they added, that's weird. They, did add, they added Ash to Fortnite. Right, but oh, by the way, I added Ash to our baby name list because I think Ash is such a cool so, name. So again, and you're saying it's odd. Again, the sequels of this movie, this movie series turns into like Ash turned, is like a super badass that hunts demons a la Supernatural. But he's possessed, so that's very weird that he. Can I'm just die. saying, like that's what it turns. It turns into like you. an action comedy. But it doesn't make sense, and it really is upsetting to me. She's really hung up on the rules. <laughs> you can't break the rules. Possession. Don't make a movie like that. But I think the name Ashley for a boy is super cute, and I love it. Well, next up is a film that is very near to my heart. Um, I don't know why. Back in the '60s or '70s or whatever, there's a book called The Shining. Uh, written by Stephen King. Stephen King then wrote a sequel to that book called Dr. Sleep, which is about the little boy all grown up. For those of you who have only seen the movie The Shining, um, you might not know that the book is very different in a lot of ways. The book focuses more so on the psychic abilities of the young child and how those psychic abilities uh, interfere with a haunted hotel. Whereas the movie kind of just focuses on the haunted hotel and more so the father. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good movie, but it's very different than the book. The yeah. sequel to the book, Dr. Sleep, focuses on this little boy all grown up. And so does the movie, which is what we'll be talking about. The 2019 movie, Dr. Sleep. This movie was directed by uh, Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan directed Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Mm. He also directed Haunting of Bly Manor and and Midnight Midnight Mass, Mass, which I love. Um, So he is more so known for the TV side of things. Yes. But, um, you know, this movie is interesting because it takes elements from the book while also being a sequel to the movie. Uh, Without spoiling too much, the end of the book and the end of the movie are very different. This is a sequel to the movie. Um, but that being said, it stars Ewan McGregor, who is 
absolutely a national treasure. He is so not good. our national treasure. No, but we'll we'll accept him. Um, Oculus. And, yes, Mike Flanagan, the director, also did Oculus. He also did <gasps> Gerald's Game, which and, is a Stephen King. Oh, gross! Lots of gloving. And Ouija. I love Ouija. Um, wow, what a good guy. A good director. Uh, I will let you start us off with the entertainment value. I give it a three out of four. Because, oh, I didn't write any notes. Oh, no. I we watched this last night for the record. We did watch this last night, which is why I didn't write notes. I like this movie a lot. I think it starts to, like, drama. It's a long movie. It's a lot longer than I like to watch movies. Um, so it starts off a little bit slow, but I think it's good. And I went into this, like, telling you multiple times. I was like, I don't feel like this is very scary. This is, like, not a horror. And, like, immediately I was proved wrong. It very much so is like, oh, yeah. a spooky movie. Oh, yeah. Because I am not a fan of The Shining. I actually really despise the movie The Shining. I don't love it's it. I, lo- long, I love the book. It's boring. I do not like that movie. But I really do like this movie. I, I do think too. It has it keeps you in. I think all the characters are super interesting. I think Ewan's like arc is fantastic. Oh like it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Entertainment. I'm gonna give a solid four out of four. I think this is as entertaining as it gets. Four out of four. Now, well, you're now you're you are right. It's a very long movie. It's two and a half hours. So long. And really, I think the reason that it is so long is because. I think the director really, really wanted to make it true to the book. It's a long book. And it's very interesting that this was directed by someone that's known for TV because this kind of feels like a show. Can you imagine if this was an HBO series? But that's what I'm saying. Like this kind of feels like a TV show condensed into a two and a half hour movie. Because you go through so – I mean 30 minutes into the movie, there's an eight-year time jump. Yeah, which I forgot about. Um, the movie covers a lot of ground. It does and you, cover a and lot. And in that way, you can tell that it is based off a Stephen King book. You can. From the very opening scene and the little witch. And you said immediately, this feels like Pennywise. And Oh, yes, because like, they have the little eyes. You can, But you can just feel the Stephen King. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, it's very – and in that way, it's comforting, which is such a weird way to yeah. describe Stephen King. Yeah. But it is very – it's a comforting – I don't know. I really enjoy this movie. I'm going to go to the chat, though, because I'm getting roasted for not liking The Shining, which is disgusting. Jimmy said this podcast should be called The Whining, which is kind of funny. It's just not my movie. It's too long. It's way too long. I don't like Jack Nicholson's character. I do love Shelley Duvall, but she was treated pretty shitty during this movie. Yeah. She gave a great performance, but they kind of abused the fuck out of her. So (laughs) I'm like... Not a big fan of The Shining. Um, yeah, it's whatever. The last time I talked to these two, neither of them had seen The Shining. Steve and Jimmy had never seen The Shining last year when we did this well, bracket. Well, they love The Shining And I tried for some to get reason. them to watch it with me, and they refused. But um, Oh, that's really weird, boys. <laughs> Coming at me. <laughs> um, but yeah, this this movie is incredibly entertaining. It Part is of that good. is the direction is incredible. He ha- Mike Flanagan has a very distinct style, and he's really good at suspenseful buildup. He's really good at grounding horror in real life. Um, he's just he's a fantastic director. I really really enjoy everything about this film. The way that they handle the supernatural elements. Yeah. Um, you said they felt kind of cheesy. I think they're spot no. on. Are you talking about the flyover? The f- all the flying stuff. Because I literally out of body stuff. It, I docked it a point. Oh, no, I wanted to dock at a half point, but I didn't end up doing it because I couldn't justify it. I hate that scene. Everything else I think is done really well. I think the the what their life source is is like done super well. They don't shy back. It is very hard to watch at some points. Yeah. And I think that that's yeah. weird for a movie. They don't usually show like torture, and this one absolutely does. And so it's just – it's good. It's a good movie. Um. Scares and Kills, I gave it a three out of four. I'd give it a two out of four. I don't find it to be particularly scary, scary. and there aren't there aren't really a lot of kills in it either. There's a pretty yeah, big there are. not really. Mm, okay. Like people sometimes get shot or like people sometimes die like off screen. Mm-hmm. But there's really only a handful of like really spooky sequences. Which is why I'm going to give it a two out of I four. I thought it would. Yeah, that's fine. It's more of like a sci-fi fantasy. It really embodies Stephen King in that way. 
yeah. where it covers a lot of different genres. The chat is distracting you so they heavily. Are, Go ahead, read going it. crazy. I just want to read it in my head, though. You can read it out loud. Steve said Cap. I think I'm now remembering that it was actually Sebastian and Jimmy who had not seen The Shining, not Steve. Sorry, Steve. We tried to do a movie night last year, and they refused. It, it was the night that I was out of the house, and you watched The Shining by yourself, and I, we were supposed oh, to watch and I it. I absolutely fell asleep, I think. I probably like fast-forwarded through all of it and then fell asleep. Um, there is a point in this movie, though. Can I, is that a spoiler? There's a Jack Nicholson lookalike, and it's the guy from Hill House, and he does a great job. It's so crazy. So it is weird that in this movie – so this movie, because it's a sequel – Wait. I'm going to cut you off again. It is scary. There's all those little, like the bathroom ghost. The bathroom ghost is very scary. There are, but those things pop up all the time. Yeah. It's a horror movie. It's a scary movie. It's a horror movie. Um, yeah. So whenever they go back to show like the Jack Nicholson character or Chevy Duval or him as a child, they just recast the people. Yeah. They didn't use CGI which to try I appreciate. and appreciate. I, I, but they could have done CGI, which, which is why it's kind of confusing that they didn't. It is a little bit um, in the beginning. You're kind of like, is that supposed to be? And then you're like, OK, yes, it is. Um, Steve asks, does this movie go into The Shining much? The, the movie never did. Um, yeah. It, yeah. This, this movie. Is all it's about. This movie is about psychic vampires that like to feed on people who have the shining mm -hmm. um they talk a lot about who, people in the world that have the shining uh the fact that some people naturally have it and don't know it um some people are more powerful than others all of the different abilities the superpowers that come with the shining it's it's all about the psychic abilities and the fantasy elements and so if you're like steve or me and you really enjoy how stephen king uh dives into fantasy horror yeah. and sci-fi then you'll love this movie it's because, done very well and 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 to top it all off all of the actors are phenomenal it's not cheesy it doesn't feel like a no. tv movie no ewan mcgregor gives like the heart-wrenching performance of a lifetime he does he's a real character afflicted by an absent father and addiction, an addiction. and it's incredible it's so good and i want to say we just it's not cheesy there are no. so many parts where you're like they could have done this and it could have been like really bad, but every single part is so believable. And like, there's so many raw, again, like the actors in this are so good. The only actors I will say I don't like are Abra's parents. I think both of them are useless, but everybody else. Great movie. Everybody should watch this movie. And um, without spoiling too much, um, you know, if you've read the book, the ending to this movie will make you smile because they bring in elements of the book that they didn't use in the movie mm -hmm. to wrap up this movie, which is lovely, which is kind of cool. Um, you can really tell that it was like a labor of love. Um, and like I said, all the acting is great in it. Yeah. The, oh, the writing the and acting, acting I gave a perfect score. I gave a perfect score too. I wanted to take one point off because there's one part where it's like a, a flyover and it looks like really kind of cheesy and I hate it. And I think they could have done it so much better because it's such a like important part of the movie and it just kind of looks stupid, but I think it's good. And I see that Steve is going to watch it now because he didn't realize that it was like a horror. And I thought the exact same thing. And it was my second time watching it. And I like forgot it's it was scary. Movie. It's spooky. It's very spooky. And um, my total score for it is going to be a hard eight out of 10. Mine I love this also, movie. Mine also. It was very good. And I was literally dreading watching this yesterday. And then I was like sad when it ended last night. And I, yeah, I, lo I love this movie. I really do. It's very I, good. I want to read the book, but also I feel like the movie. Oh God, do you have eight years? But I feel like the movie must. I, I haven't read the book, but I feel like the movie did a good job adapting it. Because it, it, it just it feels so much like a Stephen King. Stephen King is really good at showing like the dark underbelly of humanity and the elements of how people treat each other that is uh -huh. horrifying. And then he layers on top of it actual paranormal horror. And it just that's so evident. And they in this. take the connect because even the people who you're not supposed to like have likable qualities yes. within their own like families. Yes. So it's not just like because I feel like some movies are like this guy's bad and he's just bad to the core. And like these people aren't. They just made different choices in life and that's why they're where they're ugh, and so to, good and to and to add on to it stephen king is also really good at showing you an example of like an ideal human being that is supportive 
of yes. someone that has been treated unfairly. Yes. He, Stephen King's really good at doing that yes. at like writing this like character that's almost like unrealistically a good person. Yeah, and there is you know? one of those, and it is and, very and you sweet. need that you in do. a movie that's like gut wrenching. Um, like a, like Natalie cried twice it. in the first I act. I did cry. <laughs> I was not expecting. To. Um, so I love this movie. We're gonna go ahead and move over to the bracket, which places uh, Evil Dead versus Doctor so, Sleep. Oh, Doctor Sleep wins. Good. It's an easy win for Well, Dr. it was Sleep. only a one point win for me. Um, so highly ha- recommend it. Halloween and Doctor Sleep, we can do that one. We will. But we haven't Oh, yeah, we haven't talked about Halloween. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> There's no reason to apologize. I'm a bad co host. Um, you just jump the gun sometimes, which is okay. I'm so excited. excited. Um, Jimmy says, boo, boo us all you want. He said, Doctor Sleep. Jimmy, I'm sorry. All right, well, we got one more to talk about here. At the very beginning of the episode, we talked about a movie called Halloween Ends, which was the end of a series uh, to build on that. The new trilogy for Halloween ignores every sequel to the Halloween series, except for the very first movie. Which I hate. There's like 10 sequels to Halloween. The new trilogy ignores every single Halloween movie except the original. So it's only fitting that we talk about the original. This is a movie that I had never seen start to finish. I'd only seen bits and pieces of it. Um, When we went to the the drive-in, we saw Well, shout out Harvest Moon. Shout out Harvest Moon, Gibson City, Illinois. Uh, We watched Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street. It was a double feature. Awesome. Um, Neither of us had really sat down and watched this movie no but, but you know you know living in a suburb of illinois you know illinois suburbs movie. during halloween time <laughs> what it's so and we'll talk about this it's so nostalgic it's so nostalgic for something that i've never had i'm not from the suburbs i'm from the sticks and it's still so nostalgic halloween old so it's bad that's what jimmy said based but also, like, I agree. I did not like this movie. Well, kick it off, then. Talk about the entertainment value I gave Halloween. it a one out of four. I did not like it. It was really slow. We were really cozy. And, like, so last time we went to the movies, we saw The Exorcist first. And so when we went, we saw this one first. And I feel like The Exorcist, I had such a high. And it was so good because, like, the drive-in and everything. And I was, like, expecting to get that with this movie. And I just did not love it dude everyone loves this movie any anyone that's like a film nerd like sucks this movie off but i am not a michael myers fan i don't think he's a great slasher i think he's is he the first no but he or is friday the 13th that might be the first but i mean it's just sam says he's never he never saw it and i don't think you ever have to. here's what i'll say i think it's okay this movie i give a two out of four for entertainment and there's a lot that goes into that Part of it is the fact that I really respect that John Carpenter tried to do something different. While like this, yes. like this, while this movie is technically a slasher, if you go to just about any like online forum or like movie review website, like most people agree that this movie isn't your typical slasher because there's not. There's not much slashing. There's not much slashing. There's there are murders towards the end of the film. He does yeah. kill, cut up some babysitters, but really, it's a film about. Um, I don't even know. Yeah, what's it about? That's what, what I'm saying. Is the I, point I, of I, this movie. I think, <laughs> and I think the reason why I have a tough time with this movie is because I think conceptually it's better than it actually is. And like you yes, said, the vibes are so on point. It doesn't. And get I better. think that that gives it an excuse because the vibes are so good. The leaves are blowing. You feel it's, a little chilly. It's, it's Halloween night, but it's boring. The only good thing that ever came out of this movie was the music by John Carpenter. God music bless you, John Carpenter, for making and every single Halloween movie. The music is so good thank you john carpenter but yeah this movie is just kind of boring and like jimmy said you know ideal halloween vibes there are there are very few horror movies that actually take place during halloween let alone in illinois suburb you know similar to one i grew up in and like you said michael myers has never appealed to me i've never felt that he was a scary villain and i think a lot of people liked him because he had no motive but i just i never i think because the movie is so boring that never shone through for me whereas when i watched halloween 2018 so i was just about to say that's when i liked michael Myers. halloween 2018 is what Halloween 1978 wanted to be. Right. And it's so much because better. Because in Halloween 2018, there'll be a scene where Michael Myers 
there's a, there's a bunch of Halloween stuff and Michael Myers and there's kids running around. It looks like, you know, everything I've ever seen before, you know, in real life. And Michael Myers will walk up and he'll grab a screwdriver and he'll walk into a random house and he'll just randomly kill someone. And then he'll drop the screwdriver and then he'll pick up a knife and he'll walk into another house and he'll randomly kill someone and then he'll drop it. And he's just like mechanical and walking around. And that's when it hit me like, oh, this is scary because he has no motive. It's scary because there's no motive. And that doesn't come across well in this it one. It doesn't. This one, this, it feels like he's hunting down something from his past, like and I don't get it. The character in this movie is that stupid doctor. Yeah, it's yeah. It's way more about the doctor than anything else, and I'm just like, <sighs> Jimmy is obsessed with Ralph the movie maker. Well, okay, so talking about it. it it, you touched on something interesting. The doctor's weird because his whole plotline for the movie is that some evil people are irredeemable, yeah. which is a weird theme. No, but it's true. But but he's basically saying that like some people also, don't deserve to be treated. Also, it's not even evil people. It's like mentally ill people are evil, right. which is a really bad message. So like questionable <laughs> messaging on that front, right? Oh, you're mentally ill? Evil. Like- right. And, and like – constantly in the movie there are times where like other doctors are like you're like there's like sarcastically telling him like your compassion is so you know endearing and it's like <laughs> you can tell that like other doctors are like maybe we should treat this person right. and he's like no, no he's, he's evil evil dies tonight um he's acted well but oh yeah i mean he's a but, fine actor but it, the motive is weird the motive is weird because it feels like it's like okay if he if this truly is a character that has no motive why is he returning to the house that he grew up in why right. why why come back to his hometown in the first place if he has no motive why doesn't he break out of the asylum and then just go hit up the nearest city like it doesn't make any sense if he has no motive why then why go back to this place it, you know what i mean if he he's just truly just home. a cold it's his but house. why cuz he doesn't know anything else you just know your house but it doesn't make any sense and i think that's why this film bothers me and then in the se- sequel they ret- they try to fix that whereas in the in the first movie Jamie Lee Curtis is just the babysitter and then in the second movie they go She's actually she was secretly related to him sister his sister which is really weird and confusing because now you're giving him a motive now for some reason he wants to which hunt down great. his sister that's a great motive which is fi- yeah which is fine but again but it, then it, they drop it i think it i think it harkens to the idea that it doesn't really make sense that he doesn't have a motive, but he's going to this place. So then they write him in a motive and it just feels like Michael Myers is this character that they don't understand. Whereas in the new (laughs) movies, they don't worry about that at all. He's just some guy and he's just a psycho killer. And he's kind of like a God. Like you kind of can't kill him. Let's rechat for a second because you can't. They're all talking about freaking. Um, People out of their death surviving a supernatural evil, whatever. Steve said he fell asleep before Michael Myers gets on screen. Same. That it's makes so sense. Um, and then they said Ralph gave it a five out of five, which is just wrong. And then lastly, Steve said Ralph is usually correct about movies. Um, is he? I just want to take a quick aside to say that in the last four years, I've realized that Ralph is completely normie brained. Yeah. And all he does is rate and review new superhero movies and give the most average fucking opinion, the most mild average opinion you've ever heard in your life. And I really don't respect him anymore. I think he's funny. Oh, my God. I, I think Ralph is. This is personal. I think Ralph is really, really funny. And he's yeah. really good at, at ripping apart bad movies. But I do not care what he has to say about art. Okay. <laughs> I just I gotta put that out there. That's so. He's funny. the most normie person in the world. Like he doesn't. He gives the most weak sauce, mild. Go to his YouTube channel right now and watch any of his new reviews. Look, they're all coming in. Dude, say whatever you want. He's he's fucking boring. That's okay. It's okay. Maybe we're boring. Where were we? Entertainment, I gave a two out of four. Scares and kills, I gave a one out of Entertainment, four. Entertainment, I gave a one out of four. Scares and kills, I gave a two out of four. But actually, how. that was a lie because I don't remember a single kill. kill? From yeah, this there's movie. no good kills on this movie. So there are I guess no I'm good kills in this movie. One. It's like Child's Play. There's no good kills. Production. Child's Play. Chucky. <laughs> Child's Play, and then. Production, I gave a one out of two just because I respect what they wanted and I respect the vibe. Yeah, me too. It's a four out of ten. 
It's a four out of ten. Is that what well, you gave it? Yeah. A four out of ten? Yeah. All right. Well, pivoting real quick. Uh, that means that we have one more bracket to touch on tonight. And that's going to be Dr. Sleep versus Halloween 1978. I think we both know I who wins. I think it's pretty obvious who wins. It's yes. Dr. Sleep. So we're actually not going to touch. Do you want to touch do this one? Yes. Saw. Obviously. And I think we should go to the next level because no. the finale is next week. You want to wait? Yeah, the finale, I want to do the rest we'll of it. We'll do everything. Okay. So right now in our quarterfinals, we have Black Swan, the original Nightmare on Elm Street, Saw, Barbarian, Nope, and Dr. Sleep. I want to watch Barbarian again. I do too. Real quick, before we wrap up tonight, let's catch up on the chat. Um, people talking about how Ralph has sometimes good reviews. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's personal, man. Who fucking care? That's pretty much all they said. No, Jimmy said, I think he meant 14 out of 10, which, Jimmy, I don't know how you have such wrong opinions about movies. It's very strange. Oh, my God. And I'm very sorry to say that to you, but it's so crazy. I think Jimmy just really respects something that's unique, no matter how slow it is. And you know what? I respect that. I think it's good to like the underdog. Halloween is conflicting, because you know what's really funny? (laughs) I like most of the sequels more than the original. I think that the idea and the setting of Michael Myers is much scarier than he pulled off in the original movie. I think the original is really boring, and then they make it something interesting. I'm telling you, Halloween 2018 was very good, and I think that makes me appreciate Michael Myers. Everything leading up to that does not. Does not. Um, Sam was very excited that we picked Saw. Jimmy said that I'm sorry you hate art. Really like art, just not bad art. And then Steve said Jimmy's Ronnie brained. Only likes true. Ronnie is another great example of like the worst movies he's obsessed with. I'm sorry, I'm laughing at I'm laughing at this meme that Jimmy is referencing. Jimmy, if you can send me that meme within the next 30 seconds on Facebook Messenger, I'm gonna throw it up on stream. Um, while you're digging that out, I'm gonna touch on next week will be our finale. Last year we didn't do the finale until after Christmas, and that was a nope, mistake. After Halloween. After Halloween. <laughs> this year we're gonna we're not gonna do that again. So next Friday will be the finale finale there will be a definitive winner before halloween yes so next week we're talking about the following movies pray for the devil which is brand new coming out not out yet friday smile a movie that just came out recently correct a movie called the mist which i've heard very good things about i've never seen i get it confused though with the fog which is the worst movie i've ever seen we've never seen the mist uh the taking of deborah logan which is a classic possession movie very good movie um, the Black Phone, which is, again, Ethan a relatively Hawk. newer movie. And then after we're done with those films, then we're going to go through the bracket. Anything that we haven't done yet in the bracket, we're going to close out. And we're going to have a definitive a winner. winner for you to go ahead and watch. Um, and with that being said, I'm going to leave you tonight. I can't believe for... you found it so fast. Good night, everyone. Oh, I shouldn't show that. Good night, everyone. Um, Thank you for joining us. Make sure that Michael doesn't hit the gritty. And um, I hope you have a great night. Thank you again so much for watching. Good night, everyone.